listening to 1320 WARA Attleboro. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to Out and About with Elaine. This is Elaine LaRoche, and our number here is 508-222-1320. I got a great show for you lined up today. Jim Corbin will be calling in in a little bit to talk to us about Fiona. Yeah, no, that's my girlfriend down in Australia, but it's also a hurricane coming up the coast here. Will it hit land here or will it go out to sea? Stick around because we'll find out from Jim in just a few moments. Also, uh, my special guest in the 8 o'clock hour, do you remember Teddy Bruski from the New England Patriots, number 54? Um, he suffered a massive stroke back in the uh, 2005 they started a uh, Teddy's Team Foundation, and I have the executive director, Elizabeth Tyrell, is going to be my guest at 8.30 this morning. She's going to be talking to us a little bit about the foundation and the fundraising things and um, the stroke awareness programs that they provide um, for people that have suffered strokes um, and also um, a lot of great information, so you want to stick around for that as well. And um, so, yeah, I hope that you're doing well. I'm looking, oh, it looks like blue skies. Gosh, I got into Black Beauty this morning. It was 48 degrees, 48 degrees. So it's almost like a, it's very, 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 very chilly out. But as I was looking ahead with the weather, we've got some rainy days ahead. But, uh, yeah, I'm wondering when we're going to be getting down into the 40s because you know that that's coming too. So pull out your... Your winter jackets, and because uh, you're going to need them, I think, by the end of the week. I'm really not sure. Gosh, I had a great day um, yesterday. You know, sometimes when you have a day off, I mean, what do you do on your day off? I personally <laughs> run errands, go shopping, and um, probably have breakfast with one of my family members. And, and I did that with doctor appointments and had breakfast with Kelly, and then I went over to my sister's. We went to Providence Place Mall. Now, I haven't been to Providence Place Mall in a couple of years. Um, I told you a few weeks back about Emerald Square Mall, how so many stores have been closing. and uh, But we only went to Boscov, and that's a store that's on the, one of the anchor stores there. When I tell you that they have super, super sales, uh, I mean, I, we're, we're saving up our money. We're going back again. Because it's like, I'm doing Christmas shopping there. I seriously, and it's like, oh my God, everything is slashed like 30, 40, 50, 70% off. I, I was just shaking my head at my sister and I were like, oh my God, this is amazing. So um, yeah, if you get a chance to head down to the Providence Place Mall, it's easy in, you know, just go in. I took the Broadway exit and I zigzagged around the city because I know the city. Um, because I know starting Friday, I believe they, um, they had put signs up and they were barriers that they were going to. It's really almost impossible to get over to the right-hand side if you're in the fast lane to get over to the 146 state office exit. So um, heads up if you can go, if you know the way to uh, just take the Broadway exit and then zigzag around and it will get you right to the mall. But yeah, um, and we didn't have any problem parking. I mean, geez, I pulled right in and it was like first row, you know, on the ground floor. Now, I've never had that experience. <laughs> I felt like I should play the lottery or something because I got so lucky yesterday. But um, yeah, it was really great. I did want to give you a heads up. Um, coming in this morning on Freeman Street, there was a little sign that said bump. Now, 
you know, a little bump, you know, you go over and it's fine. You can go like 30 miles an hour or 40 miles. This thing here was a divot. I want them to have a big sign that said divot ahead because I literally had a slam on my brakes. This thing was like, oh my God, you've got to be kidding me. Big dip. And it was, it was really remarkable. But I hit it like about five miles an hour. So I went down and then I went back up again. So if you're on Freeman Street in North Attleboro, Attleboro Line, be careful because, man, if you hit that going 30, 40, whew, oof, I just, uh, I don't want you to be, <laughs> I don't want you to be surprised when your head hits the ceiling of your car as you're driving over because it would definitely lift you up. We've got a lot of great out and abouts. I've got a ton Seriously, I mean, there's new movies coming out, and uh, oh my God, there's so many different things happening here. So I'll start reading all of these in the 7.30 half hour, and um, yeah, it's just really amazing that there's so many things going on. But um, yeah, I'm really excited to, to, um, to interview Elizabeth. Um, true story, um, back in the day, 1990. 1994, um, I wrote this $1.3 million grant for nine years, and I worked in North Attleboro. Um, matter of fact, I was a health collaborator with five other cities and towns, and I was a program director for all of that. So um, former Park Recreation Department director um, Tony Kelsier was there, and uh, we were talking and everything, and I work with a lot of kids, and I said, you know what, I would really like to reach out to the New England Patriots and have them sign some t-shirts. Well, in 1994, there were two New England Patriots that came to my office and signed 10 t-shirts. One was Chris Sullivan, and the other was, you guessed it, Teddy Bruschi. He was just brand new to the New England Patriots, and uh, they both signed them. They both gave me their contact information. You know, they're really, they were young the first year. You know, they were all excited to play for the New England Patriots. Both of them were super nice kids, super nice. And I gave them out to the um, health department folks and also um, the kids at risk that I was working with. But I just remembered Teddy was just such a great personality. And, and when I worked at Hasbro Children's Ho Hospital, years later, um, he was a guest speaker. And I went up to him and shook his hand. And I said, you probably don't even remember me, but back in 94 and North Attleboro, it was a great, it was a great memory, he said, for him and starting out with the New England Patriots and the support he had once he had the stroke. All right, my friends, I have meteorologist Jim Corbin. We've got some serious stuff in the uh, Atlantic, and uh, I wanted to ask Jim about what's going on with Fiona. Yes, good morning, Elaine and everyone. Uh, yes, with, uh, while we're dealing with nice, cool, crisp conditions here, Fiona, uh, finally another storm uh, on a so far relatively quiet season, uh, has been fluctuating between tropical storm and hurricane. It's going to be affecting Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands, uh, over the next uh, 24 hours, and a slow but steady mover through the Caribbean, the northern Caribbean, and eventually get into the Bahamas. Uh, when it gets there, any storms that get near the Bahamas, we always have to worry about the East Coast. And we've been talking about this now for about a week and a half, if uh, the entity of uh, Fiona would affect the United States. The news right now is relatively good. It looks like it won't. It looks like it's going to go out to sea and get deflected out. Now, it's still not etched in stone yet this far out, but... Uh, the, the hope was that it would bring moisture up and maybe pass close enough offshore to bring us some 
drought-breaking rains, but that does not appear to be the case. But our uh, friends on the Bahamas, especially and the northern Caribbean islands, uh, Puerto Rico and also uh, Dominican Republic, will have to deal with that. Uh, but for us today, Elaine, it's just a nice, comfortable morning yet again. Many areas are in the 40s this morning, low 50s in the urban centers and right near the ocean. We're going to reach the low 70s this afternoon, so a very nice day. Today is the cooler day, or the, the less warm day of the weekend. So if you have things outside and you don't want to do it in kind of warm weather, because tomorrow it's going to be warmer, today is that day. We have a few of those just high, thin, uh, wispy clouds out there. So low 70s, humidity level still fairly comfortable. Now, tonight the humidity levels will come up, and so will the low temperatures. So we're not going to be nearly as cool tomorrow morning as we have been the last couple of mornings falling back to about the upper 50s to about 60. So if you have plans this evening, it should be quite pleasant and overnight, and you wake up tomorrow if you're out, it won't be as cool. Now, that sets the stage for a west-southwest wind tomorrow. Now, it's it's late season, so it doesn't last as long, but we are going to spike up into the low, perhaps a few mid-80s tomorrow afternoon uh, with moderately high humidity. So a throwback to the summertime for sure tomorrow. I'm sure the beaches will be uh, packed tomorrow, especially. Obviously, you don't have any lifeguards at most of the places, so you want to be careful uh, at that situation. But it will be a summertime day tomorrow. So today, uh, mild, not exactly summery, but warm enough. Tomorrow, real summer. Now, as we get into later tomorrow night and Monday, that's our next chance of showers. It doesn't look like anything widespread. It'll be in the mid to upper 70s on Monday. Some of those showers will linger into Monday night. Then we'll have a mixture of sun and clouds on Tuesday. A west-northwest wind, temperatures in the mid to upper 70s. And we could spike briefly at about 80 on Wednesday before another front brings us showers on Thursday. And that's the front that most likely at this point is going to deflect Fiona out to sea. So uh, there's good and bad news. Again, obviously no one wants a hurricane, although deep down uh, most meteorologists want the action. Just like a fireman wants some action, they don't want to sit all day with nothing going on and sit in the firehouse all day. Well, you do want some action. Right now it looks like Fiona is going to stay out at sea. Now what it will likely do, though, is cause some rough seas, rip currents later next week. But the good news, Elaine, right now is that we have comfortable weather for the weekend. Yeah, a little more humid tomorrow, but with shorter days it's not as tough to take. And we will get some rain, it looks like, Monday and Thursday of this week. My goodness, that is unbelievable. Yeah, I was seeing the news with Hurricane Fiona, and like you were saying, um, Puerto Rico, and oh my God, it looked like it was so fierce, like the driving winds and the rain coming in and the flooding and everything, and it was like, oh no, not Puerto Rico again, oh my goodness, you know, because they they got hit so bad, you know. Yeah, they were hit uh, in a rough in the last few years. And other places like the Dominican Republic and mm-hmm. especially Haiti. Haiti is a place, the infrastructure there obviously isn't all that good. So uh, they get like a heavy downpour and they get mudslides. So the last thing they need is a hurricane. It looks like it'll stay uh, maybe just north of there. But, uh, yeah, Fiona, by the way, the next named storm on the list is Gaston. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, there's one other area being monitored by the, the Hurricane Center, but right now it's not developing uh, anytime soon. So, uh, Fiona, you'll be hearing about that in the news. It looks like, at least at this point, it is going to stay away from the United States. Mm-hmm. But uh, this far out, it's still not Eston Stone. It's not exactly moving real fast, so there's a lot of time for it to change course. So that is why we'll have to monitor it. But again, for us, Elaine, we have good news. We, we're heading towards the uh, the last quarter moon, and eventually it'll be 
the full moon next month. But uh, for, for viewing pleasure, for outdoor activities this weekend, we yet again, farmer's market coming up in less than two hours. The weather should be just fine. If you like it warm and humid for this time of the year, you will like tomorrow. All right. That sounds great. Uh, one question. Uh, National yeah. Weather Service is predicting what kind of winter are we going to have? Yeah, it's any it's up in the air. Is I wouldn't it? be surprised if mm. it, it, it's definitely up in the air. Anyone that tells you right now they know is uh, is is someone of an educated guess. That's about it. So mm-hmm. uh, every every winter you just want to be prepared for anything. Uh, it's really off in the winter. It's often the timing of everything as as much as what what is going to take place. It's when it takes place, really. Right. So uh, it's. I'll say this, Elaine. It's going to be kind of chilly this winter. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be kind of chilly. You're funny. And we'll, get, and, we'll get, and we'll get some snow, and we'll also get some rain, and probably some sleet as well at some point. Oh, you're so too you, funny. That's you, great. You, oh, that's brilliant. Oh, course, my goodness. And, of course, the, and we talk about this every year, the first snowfall of the season, everyone makes a run to buy shovels. Never can figure that out. Did your shovel break every month? Every season, what's what's up with that? I don't know, my friend. I don't know, but bread and milk too. You know what I'm saying? We're in New England, and and everybody runs out. Yep. Oh my God. Yeah, bread and milk, and certain types of bread and milk too. So depending on what type of storm it is. But anyway, maybe in another few weeks, we'll we'll talk more about what the upcoming winter could be like. All right, sounds great. You have a wonderful weekend, and I'll talk to you next week. All right, Delaine. Sounds good. (laughs) Take care, Jim. Thanks. All right, there goes Jim Corbin. We're going to take our first break. And on the flip side, I have a lot to talk to you about. So stick around, and we'll be right back after these messages. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to Out and About with Elaine. This is Elaine LaRoche, and our number here is 508-222-1320. Isn't that a great song? Man, you can be cruising all over the place, riding your motorcycles or putting the top down. (laughs) <laughs> no, not today. It's like maybe it might be 52 degrees out. I'm not sure. But, boy, is it chilly out there. That's for sure. All right. Let's talk a little bit about technology because technology is everything, right? I mean, everybody, everywhere you look, people around. the. You know what? My pet peeve is I'm I'm in a restaurant or, I mean, can't you just put your phone down, you know, and just go grocery shopping have a snack, eat in a restaurant without, or riding the train even going up to Boston and that people are on their phone. I don't want to hear your conversations. I don't want to hear it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, maybe I should just put my earbuds and pretend that I'm listening to music or something because, man, it's so distracting. What's going on? I mean, let's see, you know, if you time yourself, and I've done this, you know, like how often would I pick up my phone, you know? Because I really try to not be very mindful of, you know, being conscious about what I'm doing with my phone. And um, and I can go 40 minutes without looking at it. <laughs> but at work, obviously, it's put away, and I don't look at it until my lunch break or till I leave. I, that's just a pattern that I've created. But, um, I mean, technology, everybody's looking down, down, down. And it's like, man, you'll... You're missing out on so much, you know, the interaction and everything. And I I said this before, and I'll say it again, you know, the social media is really antisocial because you're really not relating to the people around you. You're not aware of what's around you because you're looking down constantly at this blinking screen. I mean, it really is an addictive 
kind of pattern and behaviors that we have. I know. I mean, how many times have you misplaced your phone and you freaked out? Or how how often have you actually left it someplace and then or lost it or destroyed it somehow and then you don't have it and it's like, oh my God, the, the end of the world, right? Ugh, I don't know. So my advice is, I mean, I've always limited the amount of time that uh, my kids actually had the... Um, had use on the phone because it just is ridiculous. And when I babysit my grandkids, guess what? Uh-uh, no, can't use the phone. Put it down. I'm in real time here, and I want to spend time with you, talking to you and doing things and having fun with you. You know what I'm saying? Oh, gosh. All right, so another thing uh, that might make you smile. All right, so everybody, you know, you have these smart TVs. Uh, they should have, like, a smart TV for people over 50 because a manual, because let me tell you something, I got a brand new TV, a 55 inch, and I shopped around and I'm a value shopper. So I got the best deal at Best Buy, believe it or not. And uh, so I had, God bless my son. I swear to God, Christopher, if you're listening, kudos to you, man, because uh, he helped me set it up and everything. And he's going through everything and all the channels. And uh, the smart TV is great. And then he goes and gets me this uh, Roku. So I downloaded the app and he set it up and everything. He's trying to explain it to me. Like he's trying to explain all the features of of this Roku. And and he's trying to do these analogies. And I'm looking at him, I'm looking at him, and I'm just shaking my head. And he said, what's going on? I said, I'm not following you. I said, first of all, I said, there's just too many features in that. I said, where's the manual? Where's the book? He said, there is none. He said, just play it, you know, play around with it and figure it out. And I said, oh, geez, this is tough. But it really isn't because thank God for a smart TV because you just aim the darn thing. and Or Alexa. Now I have Alexa. I found that out last night. So you just push the button and say, hey, Alexa, put it on channel six and boom, it'll go to channel six. Or hey, Alexa, you know, change, uh, go to uh, say Netflix and boom, it's right there. So I'm still having fun with it. <laughs> but I'm just saying like sometimes, you know, it's like, oh, will I ever get this? But I'm trying. I'm trying. So, um, but I will never forget, and I think if you're listening to me and it's new, the first time that Facebook came on, you know, like it was a big thing, you know, it's like the biggest thing that, you know, since sliced bread. And if you had a phone or if you had the internet, my gosh, you know, you, you had to have Facebook account. You had to have Facebook account. So my daughter Kelly and I were, I'll never forget this. We were, we were sitting in the Warwick Panera Bread and, um. And she and I signed up for Facebook. She um, made me create a username and password. And she said, this is how you go in and out and download the app and all that. So I said, great. So I go home and um, and then I don't pay attention to it for about maybe a couple of hours. And I pick up the phone and I looked at Facebook. And lo and behold, I've got a friend request from my girlfriend that I went to school with. And back in the day and it was like oh my god and she lives out in Arizona so um I accepted and then um she said hey it's you it's so good to see that you're on Facebook and I said oh my god it's so great to hear from you here's my phone number give me a call so within like five seconds of posting that my daughter calls me and she says mom she says your phone is on the wall and I'm looking I'm in the kitchen and I'm looking at my wall 
my kitchen wall. I'm going, what are you talking about? I said, where on the wall? I said, I'm looking all over. She said, no, not your kitchen wall. She said, the wall. I said, what are you talking about? She says, everybody can see your phone number. And I says, who's everybody? And she goes, the world. And then it was like, oh my God, you've got to be kidding me. And I freaked out and I'm, I'm worried. I'm thinking like every pervert in the United States is going to call me, right? I said, well, how do I erase it? I said that too. I said, how do I erase it? And um, I mean, years later, yeah, she, she <laughs> reminds me of that story. But that's true. That happened to me. And it's like, oh my God. So since then, I've been kind of proactive in trying to learn new things every day. <laughs> and, you know, um, I've come a very long way. So I feel confident that I can, I can do this. I see it as a challenge and learning new technology, and I embrace it. Uh, <laughs> some of my peers are going, oh, hell no. But I, I do. Um, I think I will always be a life learner and uh, experience many things that come my way. Uh, just because, I mean, I, I see life differently than most folks, I guess. I have a positive outlook. And, uh, but sometimes I just, oh, man, I tell you, that, that story there, when I, when I think back on where I've been and where I am now, it's like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe how far I've come. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, so I'm still learning like the Hulu and different things and stuff. And um, Paramount Plus, I I watched my grandchildren last week and my son, oh my God, have you seen The Offer? And The Offer is all about the making of The Godfather. And I didn't even know that they had a series called The Offer. And I am hooked. I I mean, I watched two episodes and I'm on number three, and it's all about how the producer and Bob Evans and Francis Ford Coppola come together. Um, oh, my God, it's just really amazing. And how Frank Sinatra tried to stop the making of the film because he thought that, uh, uh, what is it, Johnny Fontaine was uh, mimicking him, making fun of Frank Sinatra. So he reached out to one of his uh, crime boss, uh, Mickey Cohen, and... Um, blew the back window out of the producer's car as a warning. And, um, but the producer actually flew into um, New York and met with the crime bosses and told them about the boob because they were talking about it and uh, perception was they were making fun of the uh, Italian-Americans. And, um, oh, my God, it was just a big deal. And, I mean, every roadblock that this film had uh, this producer was very persistent and reassuring and actually gave him the script and said, here, look, read it. It's not about the mafia. It's all about family. It's all about immigrant families where we all can relate, you know. And Francis Ford Coppola's vision of light and the goodness of Michael's character um, and the darkness of, like, this whole wedding, the whole wedding um, scene, I mean, now it's like after seeing some of this, the offer, I can't wait to get Paramount Plus and see the rest of the series. He's got me hooked on this. and um, But I, I swear to God, it's just so well-written, and it's so gripping. It's unbelievable. And how the producer fought uh, Mike, I'm sorry, Bob Evans. Um, they didn't want, he, Bob Evans did not want Al Pacino to play Michael. And uh, Francis Ford Coppola disagreed, and so didn't the producer. And so they went over his head, and he did not like that. 
And uh, in the end, they did get Al Pacino and James Caan to do the film. But, oh, and now it's Brando. Marlon Brando comes into the scene. And now I want to see his character develop. And, uh, oh, my God, it's just thrilling. So if you haven't seen it, uh, don't tell me how it ends. I mean, it ends, obviously, with the film being made. But just the nuances of it all is just really amazing. I mean... And for me, like, I took film criticism and journalism in school, and it's like, oh, my God. I mean, oh, this is so fascinating to me. It really, really is. So anyway, it's 7.30 in the morning. Oh, my goodness. So I'd like to welcome to our show. It's Saturday, September 17th. This is Elaine the Roach. i got to take a quick break. And on the flip side, I've got so many out and abouts. So stick around. We still have a lot more on Out and About with Elaine. And I promise you I will be right back after these messages. It's a little blast from the past. Good morning. This is Elaine LaRoche, and our number here is 508-222-1320. All right, folks, hang on, because I've got a ton of out and abouts. Woo! Uh, okay, listen, um, Capron Park, it's going to be a fantastic fundraising event on October 1st. Night at the Zoo. Isn't that fun? Night at the Zoo is at 6.30 p.m. It's a... Fantastic night. It looks awesome. I was reading all about this. I'll just give you a brief synopsis. You got to be 21 and older. Ooh, good. Thank goodness I just made it. Live music, silent auction, raffle games. There's going to be food trucks and a cash bar. Oh, my God. This is great. And you know what? You got to go to Eventbrite. Uh, tickets are $25. And like I said, it's 6.30 p.m. to 10. So that's great. But I wanted to tell you, tomorrow... From noon to 2.30 p.m. This is interesting. Do you know 1031 Productions? If you've ever gone to Waterfire, you have seen the gargoyles, those living statues. Yeah, well, they're presenting the Living Statue Art event. The Spirit of Sports in Rhode Island with the Pedestrian Bridge in Providence, okay? It's free, it's open to the public, and it's made possible from a grant from the Providence Tourism Council. There's going to be five statues representing Rhode Island's favorite sports teams. I mean, I was <laughs> I get up at 4.30 and I'm reading this and I'm like, oh my God, I could have so much fun with this. But I, I'm not. I'm not going to be disrespectful. I do appreciate the um, 1031 productions. They are fantastic. Um, just wanted to give you a heads up that today's the Fall Festival from noon to 7 p.m. in North Attleboro and Plainville Rotary Club. There's going to be music, craft beer, great tasting barbecue, artwork, and games. Uh, location is at the North Attleboro Elks on Bullfinch Street. You know where that is in North Attleboro. Again, you got to go up to Eventbrite. The tickets are $50, but hey, it's going to the North Attleboro and Plainville Rotary Club. Okay? All right, that's another thing. Farmer's Market, you know the Farmer's Market is today, and Sabrina will be calling us to let us know what's going on today at the market, and I really do have to go over there right after the show. I get to pick up some vegetables and different things. I'm going to a, a birthday party later this evening, and I'm making a whole bunch of stuff, so I want to get some fresh vegetables and do some really amazing things. Okay, so the Attleboro Farmer's Market is at O'Connell Field from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m., okay? Now, this Wednesday, this Wednesday from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m., listen to this, North Attleboro's having a block party. It's their annual block party. Oh, my God, this is really great. They shut down 
Washington, part of Washington Street. It's so much fun. Food, live music, classic cars are there. They have a beer and wine garden and, and so much more because the stores are open. So remember, there's that wonderful um, comic book store there, but then there's so much, so much. Um, so support North, Atta, uh, North Atterboro. It's uh, sponsored by the Downtown North Atterboro Association called Dana. Um, I know next Saturday, this is where I'm going to be, and you should too. It's the Friends of the Atterboro Animal Shelter's 18th Annual Harvest Festival. It is. It's happening finally. Oh, my God. You see the signs all over Attleboro. 10 a.m. to 3 at Pond Street in Attleboro. It's right there at the shelter. There's going to be crafters, music, raffles, pumpkin painting, face painting, and a whole bunch of games for kids. There's going to be food and beverages, donations, just $5 per car. And it's a family fun event. And you betcha I definitely will be uh, promoting that again next week. Now, Pawtucket... Pawtucket has so much going on. It's the 24th Annual Pawtucket Arts Festival and Restaurant Week as well. So they've got a ton of events and deals and all kinds of things. And um, even though it kicked off last week, they still have plenty, plenty of different things that are happening throughout this. Oh, my gosh, this is just really incredible. And look at this. I was reading some of the things about the, um, the fairs that are happening, and they do start in October. OMG. And I know that you're going to be sending me your fair and events and calendars and everything at radiolady34 at gmail.com so I can promote you, right? Yes, you are. Okay, good, good, good. Um, I did want to mention there's, uh, I don't know if you like live theater or not, but the Tina Turner musical is here and it goes through September 18th and uh, it's getting phenomenal phenomenal reviews so it's at province performing arts center and uh yeah you should definitely check it out because omg it's really really good stuff so yeah um i'm not going to read all these fairs because there's about 50 of them seriously now when i first read this it said mercury recovery program i thought it was a space program <laughs> but it's not um they're saying you know if you have mercury in a uh thermometer or it even says fluorescent lamps and thermostats and thermometers and stuff. You can drop them off safely at the Board of Health. I don't know if when you were a kid, if you ever opened one of those things up and seen the little balls of mercury going all around. OMG, it's just really amazing. But um, yeah, so check it out. Uh, this weekend, Veterans Assistant Event, and it's happening at the Veterans Service Center in Johnston, Rhode Island. Operation Stand Down continues, and it's their annual Veterans Assistance Program, and it is really, really important. It's, op it's open um, today from 8 to 4.30, and uh, seriously, guys, if you need help, please uh, reach out to your local veteran services. And I will have Ben Quill on um, as we get closer to Veterans Day. I can't believe I'm saying that, but I just want you to know that it is coming. Uh, my good friends, <laughs> Doreen, Doreen Collins and Charlie Hall are at it again. Tomorrow they'll be at Davenport's in East Providence at 1230 show. And Sunday, September 25th at 1230 at White's of Westport. So I got to reach out to her because she sent me this other thing and it just didn't have um, 
the right times on it. And I had to go do some research and um, check it out and find what I was looking for. Also, the North Attleboro Farmer's Market is on Wednesdays from 5 to 8 p.m. Actually, you know what? I wonder how that's going to work out with their um, block party. They probably will have all-in-one type of thing. And um, let's see what else is happening here. Oh, yeah. Now, listen, the Falls Fire Barn is located right down the street here on Commonwealth Ave. So from noon to 5 o'clock, um, there's going to be a fundraising event for the museum. And uh, it's a psychic fair, and they have uh, mediums, animal communicating, um, all kinds of card reading. Um, and the museum is encouraging all attendants. Oh, isn't that something? All attendees to bring your mask, okay? Because some of the psychics prefer that you do that. The cost is $20 for a 15-minute reading and a $2 admission fee that comes with the chance of a door prize. Oh, isn't that great? All right, Nancy, thanks for sending that along. But, yeah, that's happening today from noon to 5. I've done that at um, ah, Attleboro Farms down the street there. And it was it was interesting. It was interesting. Um, the Southeastern Massachusetts Paws of Comfort Lions Club is holding a pupkin family fun festival from 10 to 3. Um, oh, okay. It's at, in Dighton, though. I don't know if you want to go all the way to Dighton, but if you do, um, it's going to be at the Azure Garden Center on William Street in Dighton. Um, there'll be fun activities. Um, you know, the same thing, food food trucks and crafters. There's even going to be dog demonstrations and all kinds of things. Oh, sounds really interesting, but I know you. You won't go there, So, um, but I just want to let you know. Psychic fear is right around the corner, so you might want to do that. Um, yeah, I feel bad for Mansfield because they had an emergency. I mean, this is terrible about the drinking uh, water crisis over there, and I'm hoping that they had um, straightened all of that E. coli out of their water. Yikes. That is just really tough. Um, next Saturday, Bowl for Kids' Sake. Big Brothers and Sisters of Rhode Island will host their annual Bowl for Kids' Sake on Saturday from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at Lang's Bowl-O-Rama. This is fun in Cranston. And all proceeds go to this great organization. Seriously, I mean, it is unbelievable. You should definitely check it out. This is one of those wonderful, wonderful things. I think that um, this is a great fundraising event for them. Um, and they do such great work, the big brothers and sisters do. Mm -hmm. All right, let's see what else we got here. I think I've already read this whole thing, but I'll read it again. The North Attleboro and Plainville Rotary Club is holding a fall festival from noon to 5 today. And, um, yeah, the festival will include refreshments, food vendors, barbecue, and craft beer entertainment live music and all that other good stuff, raffle face painting, cornhole games, and all kinds of things. Um, but the only thing is the tickets are 50 bucks, and you got to go on um, Eventbrite to do that. But still, it's all, it's all good. It really is all good. So I say that you should just kind of check it out. Um, the Greater Attleboro Area Council for Children is holding a donation drive. And clothes and other goods collected will be donated to Savers to raise money for the organization. The organization is a nonprofit that provides educational support and other programs to area children. The council will be accepting donations of clothing, shoes, bedding, towels, and accessories, small household items, clothes, and books. And you can drop them off at the former 
Brennan School at 135 County Street, and uh, they are open 9 to 11 a.m. on Saturday, and they're also going to be uh, additional dates. Um, or you can actually call 508-641-2777, okay? So, yeah, I've had a couple of um, silly, I mean, stupid criminal, you know, things that have happened, and... Um, but I just, I'm reading the headline, Mansfield Meth Fire Starter Gets Probation, and I'm going, what? So this guy here, who's 49 years old, who lives with his elderly parents, um, developed a meth lab, started a fire, but he only gets probation. Are you kidding me? I mean, he could have killed himself, his elderly parents, and God knows what. But um, how about drug rehab for this person rather than probation? All right, my friends, listen, I'm going to take a quick break. It's 7.46 in the morning, and we return, hopefully, Sabrina from the Atterboro Farmer's Market will be calling us, and I'll tell you all about what's happening there. So stick around. We still have a lot more on Out and About with Elaine. Be right back after these messages. All right, you are listening to Out and About with Elaine. Our number here is 508-222-1320, and on the phone I have Sabrina from the Atterboro Farmer's Market. Good morning, my dear. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? Good. So tell us something good. What's happening at the market? We have uh, today over 60 vendors at the market. It's just a full house. Um, so I think if you're looking for anything, you can find it today because we are we are completely full and booked and we don't have any space left on the field, um, which is a great thing. I love, um, I love when it's full and it's full of excitement and you really get to pick up all of your favorite goodies and um uh Kane's Kitchen and Sano B Superfoods um Fieldstone Kumbasha I mean all of like my favorites are there and I just get to take home all my goodies for the week so I I get excited when I see everybody on the field um I do want to talk about next week too because today we we don't have any special events going on it's just it's it's really just about um all your favorite things are, are there today. But next week, I do want to preface because we have a special event, um, and it's uh, really about getting active and just staying active, and so we have a couple of activities going on. Um, we do a bounce houses for the kids, and then we have three uh, organizations coming in that have started their own businesses um, in fitness, and they're going to be doing some free 30-minute classes. Um, and the schedule is going to be online and on Facebook um, for people to look up and say, yeah, I want to try that. And they get to go and uh, do a free class for 30 minutes um, at the market. And then there are these three companies are going to have their booths set up in the market so that you'll be able to go get some more information, find out about pricing, finding out about scheduling and how to do all of that and sign up with them. So um I'm really excited about it because it's something that's near and dear to me as far as staying active and being, you know, doing exercise and just um, staying healthy overall between getting your fresh fruits and vegetables and the best of the foods that we can get um, that are offered to us and exercise. It's just really about your whole well-being um, self. So I am excited about next week as well. And I do want people to know about it ahead of time so that they can look at the classes and the class schedule, and um, I think you can kind of sign up on Facebook where you can, like, apply, uh, reply that you might be attending, but it's really just free to anyone. You don't have to sign up ahead of time. 
Um, you could just come to the market and join in if it's something that's interesting to you. Mm-hmm. So, um, again, Facebook and the website are exactly how to find out that information. And or Attleboro Farmers Market at gmail.com if you have any questions. Um, with that, there's also a lot going on in the park and at the high school. I think the high school is doing an open house next week and Empty Bowl, um, which is a really, really, really great organization as well um, to help with food insecurities in our community. Um, Empty Bowls is happening in Capron Park. So next week, parking in the area might be a little crazy. Just it's there is plenty of parking, but just um, be aware <laughs> if you're coming down to any of those areas, the high school, um, Cabin Park, or to the farmer's market. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good advice, that's for sure. I was wondering, um, somebody had mentioned that there's somebody that makes great salsa. My son had gone down there one week and found out. When will he be back? Do you know? Oh, he'll be here today, actually, oh. and that is one of my favorites, Kane's Kitchen. Yes, um, he's yes. typically right to the right if you come in okay. um, to the main entrance of the farm. I mean, of the market. Um, he's he's to the right, and it is amazing. Um, I think he's got a great deal. It's like three salsa jars for twenty. There's five or six different flavors. I love them all. Mm. Um, you can definitely sample them at the booth. So come and try them all and. Uh, you won't you won't be disappointed. I love salsa. I I am surprised at how much I need to replace my salsa because I eat <laughs> constantly. <laughs> um, so yes, Kane's Kitchen is definitely one of my my tops. Um, we have Heaven Sent. He, sorry, simply Heaven Sent Farm, which they have like a huge variety of everything. And I'm looking at their tent right now, and they're filled with flowers. So I actually, I just love the fact that, like, this time of year, we can still have a little bit of, you know, it's almost like spring um, in the market and and fill my house with extra flowers and some flowers and just fresh bouquets of flowers. Mm. I love that. So they're here. The alpacas are also here today. My Um, alpacas are here? Oh, my God. Yay. Yeah. Come down. Give them a treat. Pet them if they let you. <laughs> they, they, um, they're, they're, the alpacas are shy. They, they just like looking at us. <laughs> so, they're very they're intimidating, though. I'm telling you. Have, I mean, seriously. They, they make great socks, but, boy, are they intimidating. <laughs> they are so great, though. They are they're cute. They're so cute. We they love are. them. Yes, they um, are. And who else is here? Oh, right from the vine. If you haven't tried any of their stuff um, yet, they have awesome olive oil and balsamic vinegars in every different flavor. They have so many different flavors. You can try them here at mm-hmm. the market, too. Um, the woman, Kelly, that owns the uh, company, and she runs the, the booth mostly, um, her and her husband, they will let you try, and they, like, combine some of the flavors, and it's just phenomenal. Everything that they do is great. Uh, Hippie Pilgrim will be here, which is another fan favorite. I'm mm-hmm. um, so excited to see them every every time. Happy African Gourmet. They have some really great spices and pre-made meals that you can um, purchase. They're frozen, and you can purchase them here at the market. They have great, they're new this year, and we've had awesome, awesome feedback. Their sauces are amazing, um, so definitely check them out if you're here today. Uh, and I... There's just so many. There's over 60 people going to wow. be here. We have mac and cheese. 
Right. We have the Burgundian. Um, Johnny Dogs will be here, so you can get like you know all your hot food from the the, the trucks and the cart. Dell's Lemonade will be here. Um, our music for the day is going to be Bob K, who is our DJ. So that's he's always a blast to have here because he's got a fun playlist of whether it's country music or oldies or he's just got a fun um, playlist. Mm -hmm. So always a good time when he's here. And uh, our community vendors are going to be here. Oh, field hockey. Um, We have the Field Hockey Association, and they are collecting old hockey sticks. Um, So if you are coming down to the market and you used to play field hockey and you have an old stick or you still play and you have an old stick that you want to donate, they are um, taking donations for them um, so that they can uh, recycle them and pass them down to some of the other kids to make sure that everybody has something. Um, So that's a great organization as well. Coastline Show Chorus, they practice at La Salette. They will be here today too. Um, hopefully recruiting new members for their chorus and um, possibly giving us a little bit of a show later on in the day. Uh, so we're excited about them being here, too. Wow, it sounds it's like you've got a great, market. great lineup, that's for sure. <laughs> 60 vendors, that's amazing. Um, I'm I'm happy that the field is big enough for us to accommodate all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? And with the new school and everything, the new high school and everything, it has not impeded you at all, Correct. As far as parking Not, or the field itself? So far, so good. We did lose some of our parking, but it really hasn't um, seemed to be too much of an issue um, mm-hmm. because we do have that fence that's kind of cut through. Um, but for the rest of the season, it's going to stay exactly the way it is, and we've been able to still have a really great turnout of customers and vendors. So um the season has been a blessing and it's been really great for all of our vendors. I really appreciate the support of our community coming down to support these local businesses. Um, they are thrilled to be here. They want to keep coming back. They, they just, they love it here in Attleboro. And so I really, really, really am very thankful for our community for um, supporting again, these groups and you Elaine, thank you every week for your support letting us come on here and coming down to the market and and shopping and getting all of your stuff. Well, I do, and I am definitely going to be there again today. So, (laughs) And I love to do different things, and, like, it's great because I can go – and get so many products and put them in a nice basket for Christmas. You know, I'm going to I'm start doing my Christmas shopping early. But, I mean, all these wonderful vendors, I, I always support our local vendors and farmers. They work so gosh darn hard. And, um, and you do a tremendous job, you and your volunteers. I know it's not easy, and my goodness, it looks so seamless. But I'm sure that there was <laughs> a lot of planning, and uh, kudos to you and your team. There is, and we love the work, and we're just very, again, very thankful and grateful for our community for um, showing up, Mm -hmm. you know, because we need them just as much as we need the vendors, and it's just a great event. Uh, And as long as everybody at the end of the day is happy, it makes us happy and worth every bit of the extra work, so... Okay, well, listen, I got to run, but I look forward to seeing you and your team in uh, like about 10 after, quarter after 9. I'll definitely be there. All right, we will see you soon. Thank you. Wonderful. Talk to you next week. Take care. Thank you, Sabrina. Take care. 
All right, there she goes, and uh, we're going to take a quick break. And on the flip side, I have lots to talk to you about. We have lottery weather. And also, don't forget our special guest at the 8.30 to 9 o'clock is uh, Elizabeth, the executive director for Teddy's Foundation. And I'll tell you all about that when we return. You're listening to Out and About with Elaine, and I'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to 1320 WARA Attleboro. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to Out and About with Elaine. This is Elaine LaRoche. Our number here is 508-222-1321. To remind you, at 830, I have Elizabeth Tyrell, who's the executive director of Teddy's Team Foundation. Remember, Teddy, Teddy Bruski from the New England Patriots, um, suffered a stroke in 2005, started a, a great foundation, and I wanted to have them on because they're having some fundraising events coming up. All right, my friends, if you played the lottery, I want to wish you good luck. All right, Mass Daily number is 4510. The Rhode Island Daily number is 1652. Mass Cash, 710. 12, 15, and 29. Mega Millions. Woohoo! Good luck with this one. 15, 30, 35, 38, and 66. Uh, let's see. The plier is 4, and the Mega Ball is 12. Lucky for life. I always say this, and I mean it. If you win this, you will be lucky for life. All right, here's your numbers. 23, 33, 34, 35, 42, and 14 is the little number. Okay, um, I wanted to look up daylight saving time and when we're going to turn the clocks back because, you know, fall back, you got to turn. Well, it's November 6th. November 6th, yeah. And if you notice that the sunset times now are like 6, it's, it's before 6.30. I know, it's terrible, right? But listen, today we're going to have a sun-filled day. You know, get out and about, like um, Sabrina was saying, there's over 60 vendors there at the Attleboro Farmer's Market today, which starts at 9 o'clock to 1 o'clock, and I'm definitely going to be there. As soon as the show ends, I zoom down <laughs> there. Um, okay, so today the high is only going to be 71, but tonight it's going to be a cool 58. Ah, oh, Sunday, enjoy this mid-season warmth. It's going to be a fantastic sunny day. High 82, low 63, but there's a chance of rain. Monday, yep, rainy day in Mondays, they say, and it's going to rain on Monday. High only 77, I'm sorry, 78, and the low, more rain, 62 overnight. Tuesday, there's a 40% chance of more rain. High 75, low 57, and Wednesday is going to be an absolute beautiful day with a high 76, low 59. I just wanted to mention that during Thursday, Friday, Saturday of next week, temperatures are going to go down in the 40s. I hate to say this, but oh my God, I know, right? I just wanted to mention a couple of other um, out and abouts. Uh, Slater Park Fall Festival is always really great. Um, from 11 a.m. to 9 o'clock and Sunday, tomorrow from 11 to 5, um, they have so many. I can't even read all of Listen to this. They have over 100 crafters, um, and they've got all kinds of different handmade items. And the thing about this whole thing is I love the, to go to these things. I love to go to these fairs, holiday fairs and all kinds of different things, because you can pick up some really great 
Christmas or birthday or anniversary gifts. They're homemade by these crafters. I mean, they take hours and hours and hours to prepare, but OMG, I mean, you're giving something that somebody made. I mean, that is so darn special. So, um, yeah, if you get a chance, you know, um, check it out. Um, go down to Slater Park. You know where that is. It's right down the road. You know, I was reading about um, The Woman King. It's a new movie, and it stars Viola Davis. Um, I was actually in a class with her. She was a theater major. I was a media communications major, and they didn't have enough uh, in both classes. So our teacher, I, um, I think her name is Elaine Perry, Dr. Perry, she combined the classes of theater and communications folks. And you had to see us reading the communication kids like myself uh, was reading Shakespeare and the theater group kids were like real serious about this whole thing. But anyway, Fiona, um, Viola Davis was in that same class. We graduated the same year and um, she did this one woman show and I was the only one in the small Irene Ryan theater to hear her performance. And um, as a young woman, you know, graduating from college, I said to her, oh, my God, I said, someday you're going to be on Broadway. And she looked right at me. She said, that is my goal. I said, and someday you're going to win an Academy Award. And we both, you know, she laughed and I laughed, too. I said, but no, I said, you're that talented. Believe in yourself. And then she went on and on and on. And sure enough, she she is the Viola Davis that you know. Irene Ryan, why does that name sound familiar? Think about it. Who's Irene Ryan? Well, if you ever watch the Beverly Hillbillies, that's Granny. Yes, and Granny, she donated a lot of money to local colleges around the country. Imagine that. So they named a theater after Irene Ryan. And at Rhode Island College, there was, in the 80s and early 90s, a theater called the Irene Ryan Theater. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. So, um, yeah, just a reminder, again, the psychic fears in um, the Falls Fire Bond today. And uh, that's going to be interesting from noon to five. If I didn't have so much going on, I would go down there because I really enjoy the psychic readings. They're very interesting. And, um, you know, it's just, it is what it is. Hey, you know what? Have you ever, I know something fun that you could do and you could take the kids out to. Have you ever gone to a corn maze? Oh, my God. I remember the Davis uh, corn maze was famous. Back in the day, they actually had, I want to say somebody from Britain designed this labyrinth of corn mazes. And he came and, I mean, it was just amazing. I mean, and the themes were just phenomenal. And yes, I actually did. And what they did is they give you a pole when you go into the corn maze. And if you need, if you get stuck, <laughs> you raise your flag and somebody will come and guide you or maybe misguide you. And uh, that's what happened to me and a friend. But honest to God, it's the most fun. <laughs> it's fun. It really is a lot of fun. I'm going to have to see if the grandkittens would like to go with me because I think that that would be a lot of fun to do the corn maze. And and we do have a lot of them. I think Confrida's let me see here. I think I might have them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Confritas. Um, but that's in uh, Situate Ave and Hope. Uh, Salisbury Farm in Johnson, they also have one. I want to say, oh, Adams Farm. Now, guys, that's in Cumberland. That's close by. And the others are kind of far out. But uh, if you ever get a chance to do it, honestly, it's a lot of fun. It really is. And that Davis, I don't see it this year. Um, I'll have to check it out. 
Um, but oh my God, so, it is. I can't. I can't describe it. It's just really great. Now, as we get into like Halloween season and that, I know that there's going to be those spooky rides, spooky hay rides, and then they have the nighttime corn mazes. And uh, I will not be participating. You couldn't pay me to go to a nighttime corn maze or a horror film or the Tower of Terror that they always have. Honest to God, nope, mm -mm, nope. I had an older brother that scared the crap out of me all my all my young life, and I still sleep with a nightlight because of my sister tormenting me. So forget that. I would not be interested in ever being scared. Forget it. Mm mm. Ugh. All right. So anyway, I was looking at, um, you know, the headlines of the Sun Chronicle, this uh, fresh catch uh, seafood, and it's great. It's really great. I love the one in North Attleboro, and I frequent it once a week because I like to get fish and fry it up and um, their shrimp and everything, and even though the shrimp is very expensive, as everything is, but if you go in there and you just get, like, say, eight shrimp, uh, shrimps, you can make shrimp cocktail and, and that's a supper for me anyway. But I mean, like you can, in moderation, I should say, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I feel for the folks that, um, you know, they have to boil water and get, um, bottled water. I mean, um, Senator Feeney, uh, came to my work on Monday and he was leaving my work in Walpole to go to, uh, a distributor to get, I think it was 15 pallets of water and deliver them to the Mansfield. They were going to drop them off into the Mansfield Town Hall, I believe. Um, so folks could just drive in, pop your, pop the trunk and um, folks are there to um, load you up with bottled water and that, but you can't drink, you can't, yikes. I mean, can you imagine? I know that Atterborough at one time had a, um, a problem, but it wasn't E. coli in the water. It was too much of the chemicals that they were using, I believe. And I, I know that that's gotten resolved. Now I live in North Attleboro, and um, I haven't seen anything in the paper about that. So, I mean, you know, when you think about it, um, you know, it's just really something else. It's, um, yeah. But uh, the opinion page in Attleboro, I mean, it, it's it's true, and, and it says, you know, you go to the sink, you turn on the tap, water comes out. It's one of those things that Americans have come to take for granted. After all, water is water everywhere, right? Except we should not take it for granted. If there's one thing we've learned from this hot, muggy summer, it's that water is a precious resource that we must be used wisely and kept safe. How true is that, right? One of the worst droughts in the years hit Attleboro area very hard, forcing communities to impose tight water restrictions that have left lawns burnt, brown, and trees and shrubs, you know, really, really in dire need of water. But the Mansfield residents in neighboring Foxborough were hit with even a bigger crisis when they were receiving boiling water order for E. coli found in a sample collected in the uh, water supply. And, of course, long lines formed to receive free bottled water from the town and store shelves were quickly emptied after the Mansfield officials issued this order. Local communities have also had to invest millions in their water systems to fight off the dangers of PFAS, which has been linked to cancer and other health problems in humans. I mean, seriously, it's just been, um, it's not just in, in our area, it's a national uh, thing too. I mean, it just threw off everybody, you know, with this drought and everything. So I find it amusing that some of the greenest lawns have little signs saying, well water, 
So this way people can't accuse them of, of, <laughs> of watering the lawn. Hey, listen, it's uh, 816. I got to take a quick break. And on the flip side, I'd like to talk to you a little bit more. And then I'll tell you all about the Teddy Foundation when we return. You're listening to Out and About with Elaine. My name is Elaine LaRoche. And our number here is 508-222-1320. And I'll be right back after these messages. All right. I was just dancing. I'm sorry. Good morning. This is Elaine LaRoche. Our number here is 508-222-1320. Look at this beautiful sky. Oh, my God. And I hope that you take my advice and Sabrina's and go down to the Attleboro Farmer's Market, which starts at 9 o'clock today from 9 to 1 at O'Connell Field. You know, I just realized this is mid-September. Oh, my God. The Burgundian truck just went by. (laughs) You know what I do sometimes? I walk across the street, walk up to park, and I just go into the restaurant there and have a really great breakfast there. They are so delicious. But if you're heading to the farmer's market, you can wait in line and get your own fresh sandwich there too. The way that they've got the market set up is just really incredible. It's just really amazing. When you go in and you you know, go left or right, there's vendors everywhere. And, um, they prefer cash just so you know, but, um, farm fresh, and like I always say, you know, buy fresh, buy local, but we need to support our local businesses as well as the, the farmers. I mean, think about it. You know, when you go into the grocery store, you never know how fresh the produce is. But here, when you go to a farmer's market locally here, it's been picked either last night or early this morning. You can't get it any fresher. Oh, my gosh. It's unbelievable. So I hope that you go and check it out like I do. And um, and I enjoy going down. And I get there like probably about, let's see, from here to Farmer's Market's probably less than 10 minutes, you know, depending on traffic and that. So I generally get there around 9, 10, 9, 15. I can find parking, I mean, plenty of parking in, at any time. And uh, But today especially, I, I need to get some fresh stuff and everything. So... Um, I'm going to, I'm going to be busy baking and I'm going to be busy making, um, some really good side dishes for, um, an event tonight that I'm going to. Anyway, um, I did want to, uh, bring forth what I'm going to be doing at 8.30 to 9 o'clock. A very special young lady, um, the executive director, um, Elizabeth Tyrell. Um, and I was, I, when I was just meant, uh, I'll read her, um, I'll read the statement later, but basically, um, you know, as, as you know, Teddy Bruschi, number 54, former New England Patriot, linebacker for 13 years. And in 2005, he had a stroke and it caused by it was caused by a blood clot uh, from a hole in the heart that traveled up into the brain. And um, after his stroke, he realized, you know, that um, he really is a stroke survivor role model and a success um, and you know what? He wanted to turn this negative into a positive. And, um, and he created this great foundation. And I want to talk to her about this whole thing when I uh, talk to her at 830. Um, but he said he felt, and this is his words, you know, like he's a survivor, a role model that uh, other stroke survivors can look up to and say, hey, if Teddy can do it, why can't I? So, um, and he did show all of us that he persevered when the going gets tough. He gave us all a glimmer of hope. And um, I mean, he just loved the game of football, that's for sure. But what brought him to recovery was the love of his family and his friends. 
and he said, you know, you just got to hang in there and, um, and you can do it coming back. But yeah, isn't that something? So we're going to, um, I think it's very important to be aware of a stroke and some of the, the symptoms, you know, with the, the arm drooping, the face drooping, the, um, the headache, severe headache and, um, blurred vision, um, Seriously, guys, it's it's nothing to to laugh about, but um, this foundation, I mean, is based on a mission of passion, raising awareness of stroke and heart disease while supporting survivors on their journey, giving them the means for a comeback, and that's their mission. That is the Teddy Teddy's Team Foundation's mission. So um, I think that's really great to help one another to reach out to one another um, in time of um, your most vulnerable when you have a stroke like that. So I think that, uh, yeah, it's very, very important. I think, um, and I was looking, I, I did interview Elizabeth, I think it was like maybe two years ago, but she came across my feed and I thought, oh my God, you know, so I connected with her and I asked her how she was doing and Teddy's doing and, uh, and you'll find out uh, when she calls in at 8.30. Now, should there be a glitch, because this is, you know, this is live radio, and I always have a thing saying, you know, when it's live radio, anything can happen, and as Michael can tell you, it does on my show, <laughs> so um, if they don't show, then we'll just continue talking to the end of my show today, but hopefully, you know, she'll be calling in at 8.30, and uh, we'll get a chance to find out about the foundation and how it got started. And, um, and also what assistance, because it does on the website, like it does say that if you need help, you know, um, to give your name and your phone number and your contact information. So I want to find out um, what this foundation is all about, what services they provide to other stroke victims and, um, and what their future is, you know. And um, yeah, and I want to find out how Teddy Bruski is doing as well. Yeah. So I do you have a uh, football fever yet? I know it's early in the season. Um and at work, unfortunately I work on Sundays, Sundays through Thursdays. But um all the games, you know, all the games in September and most in October are at one PM. So I was able to um to put them on. So that's a good thing, right? Yeah. Yep. So but uh, I hope that, you know, we have a better season than that. So we'll see what's what. So, yeah. So we do have, is it her, yeah. Elizabeth? All right. Why don't we just put her on for a little bit, and then we can continue the conversation at break, okay? Great. Hi there. How are you today, Elizabeth? How are you doing? I'm wonderful, thank you. How are you, Elaine? I'm doing well, too. I was just talking about all the good stuff that the uh, foundation was doing in that. Now, I am up against a break in about three minutes, just so you know, okay? And okay. Uh, we go out on break, and then we come back. And uh, so why don't we just give folks a little bit about the... Um, I was just reading your mission statement to everybody. So I'll ask you one question. We'll take a quick break and, um, and then we'll come back to our interview. Sound good? Sounds wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So how did the foundation get started is my first question to you. Yeah, so that's actually a great question. Um, so in 2005, uh, Teddy had a stroke following um, his return from the Pro Bowl um, after winning their third Super Bowl. And um, 
they, both Teddy and Heidi, unfortunately did not know the warning signs of stroke. So they did not know that Teddy was having a stroke. And so when Teddy was in his recovery, that is one thing they wanted to do is bring awareness to the warning signs and also be a support system for survivors and caregivers. And so they had gone to the American Heart and Stroke Association in Massachusetts and said, listen, this is what we want to do. We would like your help. And Teddy's team was created from that point in 2005. And then um, in 2013, uh, Teddy's team went on its own and became its own nonprofit um, in Massachusetts. Hmm. All right. Can um, I do have to, like I said, I'm sorry to, I, it's very good information and I appreciate you, but I do have to take a quick break. And what I'll do is we have like about three or four commercials, but I won't play the music. I'll just come right back. Okay. Sounds great. All right. Great. So you be thinking, well, my next question to you <laughs> is this. Um, what does the foundation do and what services do you provide? So you be thinking about those answers. All right. I'm going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back. Sound good? Sounds great. Awesome. All right, folks, you are listening to Out and About with Elaine. This is Elaine LaRoche. And on the flip side, I have Executive Director Elizabeth Tyrell of Teddy's, excuse me, Teddy's Team Foundation. And we have so much more to talk about when we return. All right. I wanted to cut that song real short because I have Executive Director Elizabeth Tyrell on and I uh, wanted to make sure we had enough time. So anyway, um, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. I know it's Saturday morning and everybody has errands to run, I'm sure. But um, Thank you for telling us a little bit about Teddy's team and the foundation. So that's really great. Um, I asked you uh, to think about um, what exactly does the um, foundation do and uh, what services do you provide? Yes. And well, first of all, thank you for having me. I truly appreciate it. And I think what I'm going to do is separate that question into two parts. Perfect. So the first part is how we raise our, how we raise our money. Mm-hmm. And so how we raise our money is through a couple of different things are more um you know, larger events are we participate in running events because, again, you know, we want people to be living healthy, active lifestyles and whatever that looks like to you, that's great. So we participate in the Boston Marathon. We participate in the New York City Marathon. We do our own virtual race series, um, usually typically around May, June, and July. And um, we have, um, for the past 17 years, participated in the Falmouth Road Race. So we do it a lot of um, different ways. You know, we have wonderful runners that raise money for us and do third-party events. And then we have wonderful donors that just love what we do, love our mission, love where we put the money into, and want to support us. And so that is you know, in a nutshell, how we raise our money. And so the next question I'll answer is kind of, what do we raise it for? Mm -hmm. What are we doing with that money? And that's so important for donors and fundraisers because they want to make sure that their money is going to the right place. And the the fundraisers want to make sure that they're not doing all this work for nothing. And so we fund life-saving research. Um, We uh, partner with the American Heart Association. They fund um, amazing research programs in heart and stroke. And we put money towards a grant that we feel um, has the most promise that year. We do that every year. It's a different one each year. Um, If you'd like to know the ones that we have, um, you know, uh, fundraised 
four. Um, you can feel free to look at our website, which is teddysteam.org, and um, you can always contact me and I can give you more information. But we fund neonatal research, Moya Moya um, research, things like that, things that are all affecting stroke patients and their families. And then we obviously do education of the warning signs of stroke and heart disease. It's so important because 80% of heart disease and stroke is preventable. 20% is not. But the 80% is preventable through living a healthy lifestyle, exercising, eating healthy, you know, just knowing what you're putting in your body, right? Mm -hmm. And um, the 20%, unfortunately, is not. So for that 20%, you need to know the warning signs. So God forbid, if anything is happening to you, you know that you need to get to the hospital, call 911 as fast as possible. So we work on awareness, and that is through our warning signs, which we go by the acronym BFAST, and that is balance issues, balance difficulties for the B. The E is eyesight changes. The S is face drooping. The A is arm weakness. The S is speech difficulties. And if you notice one or any of those signs, you need to call 911. And that is time to call 911, which is the T in BFAST, because everyone knows that if you are having a stroke, and everyone should know that if you are having a stroke, time is of the essence. The quickest you get to the hospital can really dictate their treatment process and what they're able to do and also your recovery process. Now, that's not to say that there aren't other warning signs of stroke, severe onset migraine, things like that, but the BFAST acronym are the major ones um, that if you have those, you need to absolutely call 911. So raising awareness of warning signs is very huge. Um, and so, our, you know, we have money that goes towards awareness. And then something that I'm so proud of is our Comeback Assistance Program. And that is a financial assistance program that helps survivors and caregivers. So we started it in 2019, the summer of 2019, and um, we have been funding people each year. Uh, you know, we're a small organization, so it's a small fund. So obviously the more donations and money that we get, the more we're able to do. But we have funded people for physical therapy. We have funded people for walk devices that help them with the gait um, so they walk correctly, um, devices for people to use their arms so they can write and do like normal things like pick up cups and brush their teeth and things like that. Um, and so it's really amazing to be able to do that. And so we call it the Comeback Assistance Program because in October of 2005, Teddy got his comeback on the field against the Buffalo Bills. Mm -hmm. And now while we understand everyone's comeback is going to look completely different, right? Um, that was Teddy's comeback. But we want to help people achieve their comeback, whatever that may be. Sure. And that's part of mission statement you read earlier. That's the giving them the means for a comeback piece of our mission statement. And, you know, those are the main pillars of what Teddy's team is and what Teddy's team does. Mm -hmm. So how many people do you think um, you have? Uh, I know that you had the comeback program in 2019, and I know that's just a few years, but roughly how many people have you assisted in this program? We have assisted, we have assisted eight people, oh, good. Um, which is amazing, especially during the pandemic. Sure. And of those eight people, we've actually assisted two people twice. Mm -hmm. So technically, 
10 people because um, we did two rounds of funding um, for two individuals for their PT treatment, one in Rhode Island and actually one in um, Saskatchewan, Canada. Uh, we fund people all over North America. So no matter where you are in the United States, um, I always say, I always recommend go to our website, look at what we fund because we are a small organization. There are things that we cannot fund um, and there's a process that we have to go through um, because we are a nonprofit um, in funding. Um, but, you know, physical therapy, you know, different types of, you know, systems, things like that, occupational therapy, um, those are all things that we are currently funding um, and happy to review applications anywhere throughout North America. Is the application process difficult? No, it is not. Um, you know, for them to go to our website, they would just fill out a few questions, basically their name, their email, their phone number, and if they are the survivor or they're contacting us in the name of somebody, once they put that in, an automatic email goes out with some questions just about what they're going through, what their needs are. Um, in some cases, they may not know. In some cases, you know, the, the family member may be frustrated and just turning to us for some answers. And then that's when we hop on a phone call. We get to have an, you know, an idea of what's going on. We talk to their doctors, their physical therapists, occupational therapists, really get an idea of what's going on and what the need is for them. And then we assess it with our board of directors um, to see if it makes sense, you know, to be able to fund something like this. Because again, we're funding these comeback assistance program people with all of our donor money. So we want to make sure it's a good use of our donor dollar. And it's going to really, truly help that person achieve their comeback. Right, right. So um, I'm just looking over my notes in that. So basically, um, the foundation, like you have many different runners, and they raise money for the foundation, because the message is, you know, healthy, I would think, healthy mind, body, spirit, keep that going, and all of that. But do you ever have, like, say, um, I've participated in a lot of the things for Dana Faber, for instance, they have a gala every year. Do you guys um, ever think of having something like that? Or have you had that yearly? So in the past, before my time at Teddy's team, um, they did do a gala. Um, and they have had a gala. Um, it is something that we have been thinking of. Mm. Um, but Right now, we are focused on our running events, our virtual events, and we have a few other healthy events um, that we're thinking of and a few educational events that we're thinking of. Oh, good. And, um, and coming up in March of 2000, uh, sorry, 2020-23, um, we actually have a very huge announcement that we will be making. So you'll definitely have to, you know, join our social channels or um, join our newsletter to find out, you know, what's going on in March of 2023, but we're very, very excited for the news that we're about to um, to spread. Mm -hmm. Great. Now, I was a grant writer, and I was just wondering, do you have grants? Do you have, I mean, do you get money from grants as well? Because it's such a great organization. Yeah. It's a great foundation for grants. And I was just wondering, you know, like if you do that, because you do community outreach as well, and education, yeah. um, have you ever applied for grants? Yes, we have. We are a little limited on the grants that we can apply to because we also grant and gift out. Oh, and so some some right. grants are very limited where we take the money and use it, but we don't gift it back out. Correct. So because yeah. we fund 
research through the American Heart and Stroke Association, and because we fund the Comeback Assistance Program, some grants uh, we are not eligible for, but the ones that we are eligible for, um, we absolutely do apply for. We have received some grants, um, and grant programs are wonderful, and they are part of how we are able to do our job as well. Excellent. That's wonderful. That's really, really great. Oh, my God. That's wonderful. So what are the uh, upcoming things that... um the running events. Can you tell us what you're going to be doing in the near future? Of course. So currently we are actually recruiting for our 2023 Boston Marathon team. Oh. So applications are open on our website. Um, our website, again, is teddysteam.org. And for those um, that don't know, it's Teddy with one D. Um, so the applications are um, available on the website to apply for our Boston Marathon team. And it's on that page, it also lists all of the things that Teddy's team provides for our runners. Um, so we provide a, lot, a ton of fundraising assistance and a ton of running assistance through our running coach and running team. And um, it's a really great program um, that we have been mastering for you know, 17 years. Wow, um, 17 years. That's amazing. It. Yeah, and then we um, we have our team full for New York City, but um, on November 6th, we will be taking a team to New York uh, to run the New York City Marathon. We're very excited about that, a team of 17 people, and uh, we're just excited to be a part. This is our second official year in New York City. Um, we were welcomed to New York City in 2020, but obviously we know what happened there, and so our first official race was 2021, and it was fantastic. Uh, the New York Roadrunners are fantastic. The Boston Athletic Association is fantastic. And we're very excited to be a part of two amazing marathons. So that's what we currently have. And then we, um, we you know, we're going to be promoting um, International Stroke Day, which is October 29th. So we've got a few things coming up we're really excited about, um, you know, to, um, to get awareness out and um, to have these wonderful people join our team. So feel free to apply if you're interested in Boston. That's really great. It's very exciting. Can you describe what's going to be happening in October? You had mentioned the um, the event, but what is going to be happening then? Sure. So International Stroke Day um, is really just an awareness day for us. Got it. So it's really, it's really going to be out, you know, pushing things on social media, pushing things out on our website through our newsletter, and really making sure that people understand the warning signs of stroke and what to do, um, and just make them aware of the services that are available for mm -hmm. them. All right, great. I do have to take a quick break. And on the flip side, I wanted to find out um, <clears throat> the future of the foundation. And of course, checking in with what is Teddy doing now? And how is he doing? So I do have to take a quick break. Okay, so stay with me. All right. Wonderful. Okay, great. Thank you. All right, you're listening to Out and About with Elaine. This is Elaine the Roach. We're taking our last break, and I'll be right back shortly. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to Out and About with Elaine, and I am on the phone with Elizabeth Tyrell, who is the executive director of Teddy's Foundation. Um, I know I only have like maybe eight more minutes before I have to wrap up the show, um, but I, again, I want to thank you for your time and explaining what a great foundation you have. Oh my God, this is just unreal. So um, I wanted to ask, what is the future of the foundation? Uh, what do you see going forward? Is it going to expand? Are you going to um, go into other areas? Can you describe what are your plans? What is the, I know you have a very solid mission um, and that's great. Um, are you expanding the board? Are you going to be doing more community outreach? Can you let us know what 
is going on. <laughs> Absolutely. So more community outreach. Uh, we, we work on different things that we can add on to our portfolio for community outreach year after year. So that is always a top priority. Expanding our comeback assistance program so mm-hmm. we can fund more people for larger things is always a goal of ours. And in terms of the running piece, we would love to get into the Chicago Marathon. So we have all three major marathons that are stateside uh, on our belt. Um, that would be fantastic. And then also creating, you know, we, we've been working on it and kind of throwing it around, but really creating some type of family-friendly awareness day um, that we do every year, um, ideally in May, since May is stroke month. And um, again, that big news in March will definitely share what we're looking at long-term, but we're working with Mass General Hospital on something really fantastic that we're very proud of. So that's definitely what we're looking at for the future of Teddy's team right now, but we are always open to amazing ways to expand our mission. Very, very good. Wow, that is amazing. Chicago, huh? That's awesome. I have to say, that's kudos. Um, I I know we only have a few more minutes. I have like four minutes with you, and I apologize, but the time's gone by so darn fast. But how is Teddy doing, he and Heidi and the kids? How are they doing? They are fantastic. Great. Two of his kids are in college. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, Teddy's doing wonderful on ESPN, coaching his son in football. Heidi's fantastic, and she's a volleyball coach. And they're just amazing people um, mm-hmm. doing amazing things. And um, and Teddy is doing well, feeling well. And in my opinion, I think he looks better now than he looked when he's play, when he played football. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. That's really great. Oh, that's so good to hear. And uh, for, let's do this because I also want to give you a plug. Uh, contact information, and if anyone wants to make a donation to this great foundation, how can they go about doing that, Elizabeth? Absolutely. So they can go to our website, teddysteam.org. That's T-E-D-Y-S-T-E-A-M dot O-R-G. Mm-hmm. They can make their donation right on there under the tab that says Ways to Give. If they do not want to make a donation online, my number and my contact information is all available under the About Us tab. They can contact me, and I can give them information about how to mail it to us, but our address is also at the bottom of our website, um, so they can mail it into our website or call me to let me know that it's coming in if they are mailing it. Okay, great. Now, do you also have a newsletter, a monthly newsletter that folks can read up on the latest things? Yes, you do. And- the, yep, the way to join that is to go to our website, teddysteam.org, scroll all the way down to the bottom, and they'll see a section that says sign up for Teddy's Team Updates. They enter their first and last name and their email address and click submit. Wow, that's great. I'm going to do that, actually. <laughs> yeah, because um, I know um, it's so important to keep current as to what's going on. And I love the fact that you are um, on the pulse of research and stroke uh, awareness which is so important. And um, like you were saying, 80%, I didn't know that, that 80% is preventable. Wow. Oh, that is uh, really something else, that's for sure. Any last words before I have to uh, sign you off here and I have to go to the Attleboro Farmer's Market? I love the Attleboro Farmer's Market. Have fun there. But no, just thank you so much for having us. Um, and, you know, thank you to everyone listening. Knowing the warning signs could save yours or someone else's life. So just remember, be fast. 
Oh, I love that. That's great. That's really great. And you know what I'll do too, because um, I will. We are on obviously in October. Um, I'll get some more statistics as well, and I also will um, make sure that my audience uh, refers to your organization too for uh, making a donation and to read up on stroke preventive strategies. How's that? Wonderful. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Elizabeth, take good care. Send our regards to Teddy and his family and uh, have a wonderful weekend. And thank you for all the good things that you all do. Thank you so much. I will do. And um, everyone have a wonderful weekend. Thank you again. You're very welcome. Okay. Take good care. Thank you. All right, bye now. All right, there goes Elizabeth Terrell, the executive director of Teddy's Foundation. Wow, Teddy's team. See, so if you're a runner and you're interested, you got to go up on that website, and um, that's teddysteam.org. Wow, that is so amazing. If you're just tuning in, we just had a, a fantastic interview with um, Elizabeth Tyrell, and uh, she's the executive director. Great information, that's for sure. And I did write down that um, in October it's um, – International Stroke Day. So I'll get that statistic and also that great information to you um, just to be aware and everything. So I do hope with the last couple of minutes, I only have two minutes before I have to wrap up the show today. Uh, every every week, Mike and I look at each other and go, where did the time go? You know, I mean, it really was great. But um, I want to sincerely thank Elizabeth Tyrell, the executive director uh, of uh, Teddy Bruski's foundation. Um, Mike Thank you so much for always keeping me on track. Also, uh, Jim Corbin and uh, filling us in about Fiona and that hurricane. So we're going to have to really uh, keep vigilant as to what's going on with that hurricane. Looks like it's going to blow out to sea, but we're going to get a lot of rain Monday and Tuesday and, and during later in the week. So, yeah, you want to keep it safe out there. And I'd like to sincerely thank you too. And also to remind you that if you are a nonprofit organization or having an event and would like me to mention it, that's easy. Just drop me an email at radiolady34 at gmail.com. I'm heading off to the farmer's market shortly because I, I mean, with 60 vendors, are you kidding me? Oh my gosh, this is going to be phenomenal. So um, I hope that you get a chance to get out and about. Um, next week, I do remember that the high school is going to have an open house. I'll find out the date, I mean, the time that you can go down there and tour the new high school. I know my granddaughter's down there. She's a freshman and she loves it. It's just so nice. She said it's easy to get around. Teachers are just so awesome. She's having a great freshman year at the high school. So kudos to, to everyone. And, um, yeah, just be vigilant out there, um, you know, learn the warning signs of, of stroke and stroke prevention. And, um, yeah. So anyway, I'm heading out. I'm going to sign off right now so I can play, play me out, as they say. I'm heading to the Attleboro Farmer's Market. I hope that you are too. Remember, buy fresh, buy local. And I will be back next week. So I'm Elaine the Roach. Thanks for listening to my program. I'm here each and every Saturday morning from 7 a.m. to 9. So I invite you to meet me back here next week when we do this all again.